Welcome to another episode of Crazy Fitness Guys Healthy Living Podcast. I got my friend Jay here with me. He's a he's a uh, public speaker, uh, a motivator. He works to help others become the best versions of themselves, and uh, he's very passionate in everything. And so I'm going to let him uh, speak. Uh, welcome on the show, Jay. Well, thank you, Jimmy, for having me. And yeah, like you said, I am a motivational speaker. I write books. I publish some of them. <laughs> um, I, I do my best to make sure that everyone is living their best life. And I try my best to help them do that, whatever their vision is for their best selves. That's just what I try to do. I, I'm a person that believes everybody has the right to love themselves and be the best versions of themselves. And I don't think that's exactly what we get taught in school and in life. So that's just me. Uh, I totally agree with you on that one. And man, I was looking forward to, I was definitely looking forward to this uh, episode today because oh, thank you. this whole week has been nothing but a, let's just say a spiraling roller coaster downhill. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, my friend, because I, I, I love getting to talk to you. You were on my show not too long ago, and me and you had talked before that, and you are just a inspirational person that I love to talk to. And to hear that you had a bad week, which I know everybody has trying times, but what happened in your week? Uh, I made it so bad. Well, let's just say just a bunch of tools just kind of just didn't want to work for me anymore. Yeah. And then... Uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of this tool called Crowdfire? It's a social media managing tool. And uh, they work with, uh, let's just say, some of their APIs are not working from third party mm -hmm. companies. And I'm not going to say them who they are. Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. You sneak, you coughed, you coughed. That's all. That's all it was. Yeah. Coughing and sneeze. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, they were just uh, every time when I go open up that my uh, like to post something in my uh, account, uh, mm -hmm. all my, in my all-in-one managing tool, I get a message that says reconnect your, your Pinterest account. I decided again. Whoops. Uh, mm. And uh, and uh, and the company said that there's nothing that they can do uh, to help me out with this because uh, they only have so many uh, limitation, so many, so much access to Pinterest because of their API restrictions and whatnot. Right. And I was like, well, it was working for a period. It, I mean, like, if it was, it's one thing if it worked, like, okay, every 60 days I have to reconnect. But it's not even, like, 24 hours that go by and I have to reconnect. And I try reconnecting every single time. And then yeah. for, like, a short while and then I have to reconnect it again. It's like, oh, it's not even, like, 24 hours. It's like, oh, got to reconnect again. And it's like, this is stupid. 15 yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds not cool. I wonder if there's a different service that you can use. Um, I, I know for me, um, I, I, be, I believe you're more tech savvy than I am, but uh, you know that I use a company called StreamYard to stream a lot of my um, 
my show and other things to different social media platforms. But Instagram is one of those platforms that they don't allow third parties to infiltrate their system to let you like do live through it for some strange reason, which is weird because they're owned by Facebook and you can do that to Facebook, but you can't do it to Instagram, which I still don't understand. But anyway, I sent an email to StreamYard saying, hey, how can I get to this? How can I stream to Instagram? And they were just like, hey, you can't. Um, and we're working on it. We're working with them to see if we finally can. But as of right now, you cannot. So now I have to figure out another way to do that. And I think a lot of times there's always going to be these challenges that present themselves. And as stressful and as challenging as they can be, my philosophy is I change what I can change and what I can't change. I try my best to move on. And hopefully God gives me the knowledge to know the difference. Or should I say the wisdom? Uh, I definitely agree with you on there. Uh, I've even been told by my, uh, uh, from my therapist that, you know, some, you just, uh, you should just lower your expectations on things. And because like, for me, uh, mm -hmm. I kind of have like these high expectations. Right. And I know, and somewhere in my brain, I think, well, all these companies have all this amount of much money and everything. You think that they would just, oh, you know, <clears throat> we should have high expectations as well. But some of them do not. I'm not going to name any names, uh, <laughs> even though I already just probably named a few. <laughs> uh, uh, not anything about Crowdfire, but yeah, the, the other one, one is P. Well, no, well, I, I, I agree with you because I think there's a lot of companies and even people who don't have high expectations. So when you're trying to start a business, have a business or run your business and you run into people who don't have the same expectations that you have, it causes conflict, which can be frustrating because like you, yeah, if people aren't moving at a, what's the word I want to use? If they're not moving at a high level or they're not trying to be the best version of themselves willingly, that usually bothers me. And that's something that I had to learn to deal with a long time ago that I can't control how everybody else acts. I can only control how I act, how I act. And I just realized that, you know what, I'm going to try my best to be an example. And I'm not going to say I lowered my expectations of people, but I try my best not to, expect so much maybe <laughs> maybe man I, I i definitely gotta try some of that because uh uh yeah i i think just this whole week has just been weighing on me because i didn't expect i had to change some of mm -hmm. i didn't change from crowdfire or anything but i changed yeah. uh my calendar tool like i told you before we got on because uh, they did a bait and switch in my opinion right uh i don't have any proof but i know that my and i definitely know that the zoom integration was working uh and everything correctly yeah uh, and people's emails and everything and then some and then one of my guests on um wednesday i was interviewing he told me he's like i didn't get the zoom link really company I was like, I thought a scheduling tool was supposed to help me, uh, right? Uh, interaction, uh -huh. and then right. I got all this scheduling myself, and like, what the, 
What's going on here? Okay. Exactly. Which, which I knew, I wish I knew uh, one that I could suggest to you because a lot of the scheduling apps that I use are for posting. They're not really for connecting and sending emails and stuff like that. I know because Hootsuite is one that I use and I like. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I have, what is it? Um, Chimp, Monkey, Monkey Chimp, MailChimp. Chimp Mail. Yeah, MailChimp. There you go. Thank you. I have that one, but that's for mail. So, um, well, actually, yeah, maybe you could use MailChimp to do that. I don't well, know if you can I integrate do. it with something else. Well, uh, I I went back to Calendly again uh, mm-hmm. because uh, I liked the tool. I was just trying to yeah. find one that integrates with uh, my two services that I offer for speaking right. and my podcast. But then uh, I finally found a way I could tweak this tool to uh, uh-huh. combine them. So I asked the question right. and Bonnie was like, what? I was like, which service are you requesting for? Speaking or pod- mm-hmm. guest podcasting? So, was, so it helps me differentiate who's who so I don't right. go crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. fully crazy. <laughs> I agree with you there. I, I'm, I'm a little crazy, crazy myself. <laughs> so how do you uh, help people live a uh, yeah a better version of themselves well not to sound selfish but at first it starts with me so i try my best to be an example of the best version of myself that i can do right now and for other people to help them I help them break down mental barriers. So we'll have a conversation and say if someone wants to be a famous like gamer, right? So, and they tell me, oh, I want to be a famous gamer. I play video games all the time. My first question would be like, okay, so have you posted something? Forget everything that you know about a web browser because you will be blown away by psychic browser. It's no ordinary web browser like Firefox, Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, and all the other web browsers out there. It's based on productivity. And let me just name a few other functionalities that it has. It's very fast. It blocks ads by default. You don't see that with Google Chrome, do you? No. And there's also a sidebar, built-in sidebar, so you can have all your uh, tools and systems all in one place without having to go search and wait for wait for the web page to load. It's just right there with the click of a button. Try Sidekick out below with the link in the show notes and descriptions for more information about Sidekick. It'll boost your productivity probably tenfold because that's what I use it for is productivity. Check out Sidekick and tell them I sent you. Well, no, not yet. Okay, why haven't you posted something? Well, I don't know if people will like it, yada, 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 all those excuses. I pretty much help break down all the excuses and get to the core root of everything, which usually tends to be mostly fear. That's usually the number one thing that stops a lot of people from being the best versions of themselves, whether it's the fear of 
what people are going to say, the fear of not being able to sustain themselves or just the fear of the unknown. But I just try to break it down to the core essence of what people want and try to help them achieve that goal by giving them tangible steps. So let's say if somebody wants to have a, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollar yearly income, right? I'm like, okay, cool. So what do you have to do to get, to get to that? Let's break it down. Let's just say by months. So you probably have to have what I'm horrible at math. I used to have a piece of paper beside me. Um, let's just say you have, <laughs> you have to have like what? $10,000 monthly income, right? Okay, sure. So how much, what do you have to do to have $10,000? So we start breaking it down. Like, do you have to sell books? Do you have to do some kind of money mark, um, multi-level marketing thing? Like, what do you have to do? And we break down those things. Like clearly, um, I know I said like a hundred thousand dollars and a lot of people are like, well, then who can make that? Like, unless you're famous. Well, no, everybody can have that. If that's what you want, you just got to figure out how to get it. And I help people figure out how to do that with their best selves. And it could even be just to lose weight. It could be to make sure that they stay more disciplined. Everybody's vision of their best selves varies. Some people want nice cars. Some people just want to be healthy. Some people want to live till they're in their seventies, you know, everybody's definition is different. So I just help them realize those definitions. So I have a question for you. This is a question for you. Would you be willing to uh, do an example of you, uh, just between you and me, uh, mm -hmm. uh, during this podcast interview, just to uh, uh, give our give my listeners a uh, just kind of a I don't know a trial run. Oh, absolutely. You want me to, um, t to test you out? Is, yeah. Is that what you're doing? Okay. Right. Right. So, like a real. <laughs> okay. No problem. So, hey, Jimmy, welcome. What? So, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, Jimmy, um, thank you for calling me today. Um, I appreciate you spending this time with me. So, what is one thing that you want to work on? Uh, I would like to. Um... I've been working on this project and I can't really specify what the project is, but it's, it's kind of a, to short, kind of abbreviate it, it's basically kind of like, it's kind of like a marathon, but not, a, and it's not a sprint and I'm trying to remind myself there. And, and, uh, and basically I'm trying to finish this, I've been trying to work on this project steadily, but mm -hmm. I can never find the time to literally figure out um, the best time because when I try to write it, uh, mm -hmm. write uh, for it at night, it does not work very well because then I get caught up in my emails and yeah. um, later on before I even go to uh, to bed and then. And I might see some kind of annoying email that's like, great, I'm going to bed angry now. Cool. <laughs> no, I, I, I get that. So I got to tell you, I, I do my best to never check my email at night because like you said, it always irritates me. Like I usually check my email in the middle of the, in the, in the, middle of the day. That's, that's just for me because it helps me either cool down or get ramped up depending on how the day is going. So if I'm understanding correctly, like you have a, a secret project, which I love secret projects. Like it makes me feel like I'm working for the government or a spy or something. So it's very cool. So you're doing have a double life. <laughs> so you, you have this project and um, you're saying that it's more of a marathon type project and not a sprint. 
right? Yep. Okay. So one of the issues that you find that you're having is that you haven't been able to figure out the time to work on it and actually progress. Is that correct? Does that sound yep. right? Okay. So I tend to wonder if you had to pick the best time of day to work on this project, what time of day would that be? I probably would have to say maybe around three or four o'clock-ish. Okay, that's cool. That's a very good time. A lot of people tend to be like very um, work efficient at that at that time of day. So around three or four o'clock, what are you normally doing that time of day? Well, around four o'clock-ish, um, mm-hmm. I'm either... Well, it kind of depends. Like sometimes during the um, middle uh, middle of the week, I'm either um, asking my parents what we're doing for dinner because I still live with my parents because okay. um, my college is a commuting school and they don't have dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, and since it's the pandemic, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> they... Uh, and so what I'm trying to, um, and then like, so sometimes when I go downstairs, I get sucked up in, uh, my dad has a TV on and then I kind of get wrapped up in stupid TV. Yeah. Uh, and I don't try to watch TV during that week because I just have, I have so many different things happening at night. I might, right. I have something at night on, uh, on Monday. I have mm-hmm. a book club on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, karate three days, different times of the week. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. So four o'clock and like three o'clock, I'm usually either, um, I might be interviewing someone or I might be on an interview, but like yeah. four o'clock, sometimes I'm either on, Sometimes on the a, a interview or whatnot, but not always. So, um, but sometimes I get so, I go downstairs, I get sucked up in stupid television, watching Judge. No, I, I get that completely because um, there's a plenty of times where uh, I could be doing something and my phone will ding because I forgot to cut the ringer off or notifications. And it'll suck me into whatever it is. And I got to remember to just dis- dis- um, connect or or leave from that situation that I found myself in looking at the phone now. But I want to ask, what happens if you don't finish this project? Um, I wouldn't say anything would happen, but I would say more of the line the lines is that it would help me get more exposure of mm. who I am. Uh, okay. And uh, not trying to give away too much detail, but no, I get it. It would help me expand my reach across. Uh, it has nothing to do with social media, but it helps. Mm. It help me get my name out there. More. And yeah, you might be. Oh, I no, on the two I, <laughs> well, I, I understand you com- completely. And with I, I wouldn't want you to give away, not give away anything that you're not ready to give away. So let me ask, it sounds like this project is important. So let me also ask, is the project more important than what's on TV or is TV more important than the project? 
Uh, the project is more important than TV. Uh, but right. sometimes I just also get wrapped up because my parents might be talking to me about something and then well, mm -hmm. for them to fully talk, mm -hmm. talk to me about... Um, Thanks to our sponsorship with DeepStash. You're probably wondering, what the heck is DeepStash? Well, DeepStash allows you to learn stuff, learn new stuff every single day. You can become the smartest person in the room with unlimited access to 200,000 plus powerful ideas from top books, podcasts, and more. They have a generous free plan. And if you want to check them out, click the link below in the podcast descriptions. Either or will work. But yeah, but definitely check them out because if you're a daily learner like me and like to learn new stuff, I don't always have time to to read 11-minute articles or 15-minute articles at a uh, at uh, during the day. So with Deep Stash, I can listen to them on the go while I'm driving the car or on an airplane, etc. So go check out my friends at Deep Stash. You won't regret it. Their, their question that they were asking me, I started right. sucking into the TV and it's like, let me know when you have their, <laughs> that question ready in your hands. It's uh, like me. Uh, so so here, here would be my suggestion for you. It's, it's a couple things. The first thing I would do is you have to start changing the behavior with one step at a time. And one of the ways that I've found that I've been able to do it is a reward system. So if I were in your shoes and say, when I came up my room to ask about dinner or for, for whatever reason that I had an interview or whatever the case may be, when I'm able to dis, to um, break away and to come back to my work and I do, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or so, whatever you think is a good time, I would celebrate. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a whole big party and going crazy, but I would take that moment to acknowledge, you know what? Yeah, I came back. I would pat myself on the back to help me understand how important and how good that feels that I was able to commit and stay true to myself. And also what I would start doing is realizing that, don't get me wrong, I understand parents are authority. Like I would never dis intentionally disrespect my parents. And I'm not suggesting that you or any of the listeners out there, but every person on this earth tends to be selfish. So we don't always notice when somebody else is busy. Well, like, have you ever been in a situation where you could be hard at work, your head is down, looking at the book, writing, someone will come up to you. Hey, by the way, and they'll start going off in this whole long tangent of some story that has nothing to do with anything that's around, right? Yep. <laughs> and then they've been they've ate up your time for a good, I don't know, 30 to 40 minutes. And by the time they leave, you don't even remember what you were doing. You have to get back, you have to re-engage to what you were doing. So whenever you leave your room, try to have that thought to say, okay, I come in here to ask a question about dinner. That's all I'm going in for. I'm having a thought about dinner. Once I get that information, I'm back to my room. And then recognize that it's okay to say, hey, mom, dad, 
I want to, I'll answer your question or we can have this conversation, but I really have to get back to this project because of X, Y, and Z, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. So it's help. It's, it's setting those boundaries to let people know that you are accessible, but at the same time, you have to be able to go and do your work. Yeah. If and that makes sense. I, I don't know if you have ever been interrupted like, uh, oh, uh, never, I've never been interrupted at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> or, or what about somebody like literally just uh, coming into your room without even knocking, and then right. uh, and then mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh Jimmy, what you been up to? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, I'm on my computer. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm working. Uh, <laughs> right. And like, oh, what are you up to? Uh, well, um, I only have a hundred thousand tabs in my uh, open and go to Chrome. Uh, right, exactly. I, well, I was Jimmy. I like we have. I don't think we said it to the audience, but I think you know, Jimmy. I have two children. I have a wife, plus like the guests that I talk to. Like, there's a lot of things. That, um, I actually uh, currently stay with my in-laws uh, just because of COVID and some things that were happening in my life. But I say that to say like I actually had to have uh, a come to Jesus meeting with everyone that's in my house to say, hey, when I'm downstairs in the office with the door closed, don't come in. That clearly means that I am, I'm doing something. If you can hear my voice acting like I'm having a conversation with myself, chances are I'm talking to somebody. It's not just me and they're goofing off. So you guys gotta give me some boundaries. I mean, it knows a little more than that, like not as blunt, but Essentially, it's all about setting boundaries in, a, in that particular type of situation where people have to understand that, like, you're busy and there's things that you have to do. And sometimes people just honestly don't know and they're not aware that you're busy and you have some stuff to do, particularly if we've been. Um, if we have been. Trained to not show that we're busy because it's the, the polite thing to do is to not tell people that we're busy It's to let them unload or vent. And then go back to what you do. We're not really taught to say, hey, you know what? I'm working right now. I'm more than happy to talk to you later. But right now I have to finish this. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been in a few of those situations and that being an understatement, a few. Uh, <laughs> so uh, how, how many uh, years have you been uh, a motivational speaker? I like to jokingly say all my life, because even as a kid, I was always very positive and I was always the one saying, hey, you know, we can do it. Let's go. We got this. Oh, dad, come on. We got this. Let's go, mom. You know, all that kind of lovely stuff. Um, but professionally, I have been a motivational speaker for about five years now. Jeez. Uh, it's longer <laughs> than me. You make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but man, I I wish you were part. I wish I met you in, uh, sooner than. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you know everything. Everything's in, in due time because trust me, a, a long time I was like, man, I wish I had done this or I wish that would have happened sooner. But everything happens in this time when it's supposed to. So, so how many uh, books have you written? Oh wow! Um, I don't know if I can answer that. I've written a lot of books. I have one published. To be honest, I have one that's published. Um, Legacy, a Scion book series. I'm holding it up now, and that is my first published novel. I actually published that last year, July, where you can get that where all finer books are sold, and all the other books that I have written 
I'm still either in the editing process or they just don't feel right yet to release. And that's not me being afraid to drop them out. It's just, no, literally, like, there's things in the book that I, I still need to tweak or stuff like that, so. Does the editing process take a long time? <laughs> <laughs> I think every book is a little different, to be honest. Um, with Legacy, that took me editing about six months. Three months was myself editing and then going back and forth with the ed editor that I um that I hired. Uh, just curious. Uh, I, I I like uh, when I first uh, started this podcast. I was uh, I uh, I interviewed my uh, my uh, friend on Twitter who's an author. Um, I think he has uh, he's creating his fifth writing his fifth book now in this series. Nice. Okay. Uh, and and I mean. Fifth total total book, and he had right. a different series, uh, and so um, I was just kind of curious because uh, I I don't think I asked him on that on the, uh, mm -hmm. on the podcast. Man, I wish I could. Man, I can have him back for part two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just bring him back. Have that part two. Get all the questions that you haven't you haven't asked. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I've talked to other authors, and they're able to get their books edited and. A matter of weeks to a month. It, it depends on the author. It depends on who you work with. It depends on your flow. Um, I have no lies to tell. I am. I have to be careful with my words <laughs> because, uh, like in school, English was not my strongest subject. Like I, I was horrible at English, talking it, writing it. I just and, and because at the time I didn't read and I, I didn't want to read. Um, but becoming into an adult, I started reading more it's to the point now where I read every day. My writing is a reflection of what happened in my youth, at least grammar wise. Like my writing's really strong, coming up with stories, the concepts, all that lovely stuff. So me and my editing process takes a little bit longer because I have a lot more mistakes. But trust me, all those get worked out before the books get published. I promise. Hey, we can't all be perfect. Even James Patterson makes his mistakes. Right, exactly. Yeah, I was just reading a book uh, recently, and uh, I, I knew what the author wanted. I knew what the word he wanted to say, but it was just a misedited word. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like typed incorrectly, but it was just mm -hmm. not for the sentence. And I was like, yeah, yeah that doesn't look right to me. Right. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I admit, I make my own mistakes too, because mm -hmm. like, I... Um, so I, I have a, uh, I use this tool to help me uh, think of different titles for my blog mm. post. Okay. And it doesn't always have the grammatically correct title. I might miss a word and it's yeah. perfect by any means are perfect. That's why you can yeah. go back in there and just type it in there. And so I kind of, uh, on this one blog post, I published it and then mm -hmm. after the fact, the next day, I was like, that title is not grammatically correct. It was, it was like, learn to how to. What? Learn to how to. <laughs> and like, people were still sharing it. And it's like, yeah. Well, I'm glad that people like the post besides the grammar. <laughs> well, it's like you said, like, everybody makes mistakes and it makes us human. I, I can't live my life trying to be perfect. I try to live my life in a progressive state. I'm always getting 
being better than I was yesterday. And it brings me joy when I see mistakes on blog posts and books, not because I want to laugh at that person, but it just lets me know like, hey, this person is human too. And like um, to this day, I don't think I've ever seen a an error in a Stephen King book, but I know there are some other authors out there, which I won't put them on Front Street, that I've I've seen a grant um, a grammatical error, and it's just like, okay, cool, I like it. All right. Um, luck, luckily, in my novel that I know of, I haven't found any. The people that have read it so far have not found any, but even if they find some, it's just like. Life's too short. Like, you know what I did? It's just, it is what it is. There's an error. Now, anyone who reads my book can try their best to find the error. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's all good. And to be honest, uh, for those people who will uh, listen to this episode, um, I'm, when I said uh, James Patterson, I wasn't, I really like his books and I have no, disrespect with them whatsoever i i I love his books i read a lot of his books i'm a big fan of his books so i wasn't like back bashing him or anything i mean oh it's okay it's okay jamie i'll bash i'll bash james patterson i can't stand that dude i hate all his writing you know so he took all my best ideas can't stand them james patterson i'm joking please don't take me serious out there i'm just messing but uh yeah i'm one of his I'm a big fan of his. Uh, yeah. Though his books that keep flying out, it's like, does he ever sleep? I wonder. <laughs> which, it, which it's funny because like um, a couple of days ago, I saw an interview with um, with Stephen King and J.R. Tolkien, and J.R. was interviewing Stephen King. And, and JR was like, how do you write so many books? I don't understand. Why do you write so books so quickly? Which everyone knows, J, um, J.R. Tolkien is like notoriously takes forever to write his Game of Thrones novels and all that stuff. And so everyone laughs. And um, Stephen King, he just kind of looks and he's like, well, honestly, I write for two to three hours every day and I write about six pages every day. Right. I know. Right. And me as the author, I'm just like six pages. Holy. Even if I sat at my desk for two to three hours, I can't guarantee I'm going to pump out six pages. Like, wow. But J, um, Jr. is just sits there and he's like, so you're telling me you never have a bad day. You don't have writer's block. Your kids never come downstairs and mess with you. The power is always like you never have an issue. So, of course, at that point, Stephen King's like, okay, well, yeah, every so often, yeah, I don't hit my mark. But he says, generally, that's what I do. And that's why I write. That's why I have so many books. And I only share that story because I'm sure it's probably the same type of scenario with James Patterson, James Patterson that he probably has a dedicated mindset to commit committing to writing so many pages or chapters a day, which I can tell you now, I do not have that commitment yet. <laughs> that is not something I have. <laughs> I mean, like by it, like I would love to have that mindset, but I have other stuff I'm doing. Like, yeah, uh, and I'm not saying I'm. It's not even being lazy. It is. Mm-hmm. I run my own website, which is a job right. itself. Uh, I also host this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and I enjoy that more than my website. <laughs> 
at a lot of times. Um, <laughs> and I love motivational speaking, even though I hadn't spoken on stage yet. Uh, yeah. nice if I got to spoke on stage. Stupid mm-hmm. pandemic. Uh, <laughs> right? Oh, man, this pandemic has changed a lot for several, or I shouldn't say several, a lot of people. But I think when Stephen King said that he writes six pages a day, I think that was more along. He's in his, I hate to use the word passion, but he's like in his lane. Like he found what he loves and he finds what he's, he found what he's good at. So he just does them. He makes the time to do it and he's dedicated towards it. Right. And I think a lot of us, we undervalue what we're good at and we don't do it enough to hone it and make it perfect and to just keep going. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being multi-talented and doing multiple things. Cause just like you, I have a show, I write books, I go out and speak. Well, I don't go out and speak anymore. Um, I speak via, via web. <laughs> and then plus, like I have a family and like, all that stuff. So yeah, we're all busy and we all, I think it's just a matter of what you decide to make time for and what's the priority in that moment. Yeah, definitely. And like, um, so um, just out of curiosity, uh, how did you, uh, uh, like, uh, like what uh what are some of the things that you speak about besides uh, the personal uh, self growth? Um, is there other topics you speak about as well? Well, Jimmy, I, thank you. I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, I actually speak about veganism as well. Um, about living a healthier lifestyle for yourself, the animals, and for the world. I also speak on parenting because, again, I am a father, and that doesn't mean that I'm the best at being a dad or that I don't make mistakes. It's just I have a level of experience because I have two healthy children that one is 15, the other is 11. So as of right now, I think I'm doing pretty good. And so they're still alive. So, you know, it's good. Oh, that's good. And <laughs> and I just speak about being just being your authentic self. I, I speak about the things that I know and that I've experienced. You know, when you say authentic self, like Mm -hmm. I've uh, something jarred in my memory. Like, okay. So some of the, um, every time when I write something on social media, Mm -hmm. I get feedback from my, uh, from my dad because he follows me on LinkedIn. That's the only network I let him follow me. I mean, he follows me on other (laughs) stuff, but, but smart man, smart man. But uh, it's not like I say anything like stupid or anything, right? Like, but he's but like if I am okay, it's I type pretty fast on a smartphone, uh, mm-hmm. and, and like sometimes I even just type just with my thumb. So I might not like okay, I might not uh, catch every single error, and and mm-hmm. like you said, not being perfect. And mm-hmm. and so sometimes I just post it right on social media because basically, right. If I looked at it later on, okay, there's a mistake in the word, and, um, mm-hmm. or may I didn't put, uh, I like a when I was, uh, basically, uh, boycotting the Golden Globes, I can mm-hmm. fit everything into 280 characters on, uh, on uh, on Twitter and right. post on LinkedIn and so on and Facebook. And so I kind of, so I, uh, 
And my dad pointed out and was like, well, can you go back and edit this? And it's like, you missed the word here. And, you, and yeah. I'm pretty sure people would understand what the gist of everything meant. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, just because I miss one word or a few words. Mm -hmm. Right. The overall gist of the idea is right there. Mm -hmm. And as I, and so sometimes I feel like I kind of get just stressed a little bit because it's like, everybody's just telling me, oh, you have to be perfect. And it's like, well, if you find that pers perfect person, the internet can be an, a distraction place. It, it's full of distractions like social media, shopping, and so many more websites that are very distracting, just like video games and whatnot. But it is all over the place. So much noise going on. Well, with a blocker tool like Freedom Blocker, it can block all those distraction websites that you find distracting. I block uh, RuneScape, Facebook, uh, Twitter and all the social media marketing tools. Without Freedom Blocker, I wouldn't be able to uh, run crazyfitnessguy.com because I'd be distracted all day long. But thanks to them, so uh, I'm no longer distracted. Go to visit the um, web link in the show notes for more information about Freedom Blocker, for more information about what they do, what they are, and whatnot and you can and the best part about freedom blocker you can use on it on all of your devices apple windows macs tablets and more visit them to find learn more information let me know <laughs> right exactly i'm with you on that but let me know as well <laughs> exactly Poppins. <laughs> um, and let me answer your question, Jimmy, by sharing a short story. So when I was a kid, I had a really big imagination, like huge imagination. And often uh, it wouldn't necessarily get me in trouble, but it would definitely bring attention to a lot of different people in every different type of scenario. Like I came from a, a family of sports addicts and just adrenaline junkie type people. And that necessarily wasn't me. I like to go outside and play Power Rangers or pretend I was who knows what, play with Legos, build these whole different worlds, write stories like that was me. And I would often get in trouble because we could be who knows where we could probably be at a funeral and I would be that kid in the bag, oblivious to the dead body in the front. I would just be sitting there playing and doing whatever. Right. So my father sat me down one day and he meant this in the most caring, loving way possible. But he told me, son, sometimes you stand out too much and I need you to be like water. See, water can fit into any container. Water can be like anything anyone needs it to be. And I need you to be like water. And for me, that sent me down a path of trying to conform to what everybody else needed and wanted me to be instead of being my true authentic self. And it took me years to break out of that mold because again, my father, he was loving me the best way he knew how. Unfortunately, he was projecting his fear of ridicule and me being ostracized onto me, not knowing that if he had just helped me 
live to be who I am supposed to be or be the most authentic self version of myself, how much better what could or would I have been? And I think a lot of different people are stuck in those type of situations and do that to people without being known. Um, case in point, like I'm not perfect. When my kids were younger, I'm trying to think of a good example. I know there were times where I might've told them, hey, stop smacking your food or don't do this because I was afraid people would laugh at them in public. When in reality, who cares if people laugh at them in public? My kid is my kid. They're going to be the best version of themselves regardless. And I think that might be what was going on, which granted, I've never met your father. I'm sure he's an, an awesome dude. But it sounds like from hearing your side of the story is that he might be projecting his fear of whatever the issue is onto you. But that's my personal opinion. Again, I'm not saying anything bad about your father, but that's me because a lot of people do that out of love. But at the end of the day, just be you. Granted, it don't hurt to spell check sometimes or go back and look over it, but just be you. I mean, life's too short. I mean, life's too short to worry about grammar, grammatical errors. I mean, I did uh, try to spell check, but like, uh, yeah. I, I, it just, I was, I was doing a social media post like mm -hmm. literally before, uh, yeah, like if maybe an hour before I went to before I wanted mm -hmm. to go read my book, and yeah. so and then I just wanted to get to it, and then mm -hmm. and then my dad told me the next day and like, you should let's pay attention to it. Then it's like, well, I kind of just uh, kind of well, instead it. Well, I have to. I have to like. I have to come from a parent perspective because I know there are a lot, I had to get to a point of a lot of times I'll see. So let me give an example. My daughter, like I said, she's 15. So right now she has, she has Pinterest and she has TikTok. Okay. And on TikTok, she can kind of do what she wants to do on TikTok. I, like, I don't monitor her TikTok, but I'm, I follow her there and I can see what she posts. And she made a post replying to someone's negative comment about her post. She didn't say anything mean to this person at all, but she did have some grammatical errors or she didn't do it exactly the way I would have done it. And when I first saw it, my ego was like, hey, tell her to ignore that person. Just don't give them the attention. Don't give them any energy whatsoever. But then the rational side of me was like, you know what? She did an awesome thing by standing up for herself and doing it in a respectful manner against this person. So that next morning, I went to my daughter and I was like, hey, I saw your video that you were about you replying to a negative comment. I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself. Great job. And I left it at that because I've learned out of past experiences that if I would have gave her the compliment and or then gave her like a critique about what she did, that compliment would have went away. So what I've learned to do now is give a compliment. And then, I don't know, a couple of days later, if the, if the circumstances present themselves, then I might try to say something about the behavior that I feel could be altered or changed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So... So I think your dad is, I think your dad is trying to help you because in the long term, there probably is nothing wrong with checking a grammatical error. Could he have maybe said that to you in a different way? 
Possibly. In a nicer way? Probably. But in the end of the day, I'm sure... I probably should have. Uh, I probably should have uh, also double checked, but um, right. I was kind of just getting a mm-hmm. tweet out there because mm-hmm. I know for I know for myself if I don't do something right mm-hmm. there, yeah, I'm gonna wait till the next day and then mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna get caught up in some other project. Ah, and do the next day. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. That next day is not coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get you completely. And it's always hard hearing criticism from the ones that we love. Um, just because like we want them to see the best versions of ourselves. We want them to see what good we're doing. So when they happen to tell us about a mistake that we made, it tends to hit us a little harder than it would if a stranger told us, you, you know? Yeah. And uh, and what's funny when you uh, were saying about... Um, when you were growing up and everything, yeah, playing with Legos and whatnot. I, uh, here's a fun fact. Uh, I used to have a lot of, uh, I had, I mean, I still have them. I had full of Legos. I had this huge, big name box full of Legos. And yeah. I mean, it's not those kits. And sometimes I had those kits where you can put mm-hmm. That what is ever on the box together, but right. sometimes I take those kits and I put, I add it to uh, whatever I was making and is uh-huh. along with it. And I, I ha- like we had a, our house is a very big house, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying we're rich or anything. I mean, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, just grew up in and it's like mm-hmm. stories. Uh, uh, I mean, a basement and three floors yeah. that's it um and uh what's uh and we had this uh and our, our basement is a finished basement and uh and i used to have all my legos spread around the basement but my mm-hmm. but uh basically i was building a huge big lego city and it got so big that my yeah. mom had made me put it into this uh storage this room that no one else was using was just uh-huh. other games and everything. So I put it in there. I kid you not. I took up the whole room of that room. Nice. And like you, you can, the, the only people, and it's fine when my mom had to go into that room, uh-huh. you couldn't figure out how to maneuver in that room. <laughs> the only person who knew how to uh, maneuver around it was me. And I, I was like, I knew where to step. I knew where to do this. And I was like, sometimes by accident, I knock one thing over, but then I put it right back up where it's supposed to be. But it's like, I knew that I knew the game is like, this is my only. And like, this is this is the space that no one can get to me, and no one can annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was like my safe spot. And I just surrounded my, uh, don't ask me what happened to that, uh, mm-hmm. to that city because, uh, it was, it, it, that city went crumbling down and I'm not going to know what happened. I'll tell you after the show, but, uh, let's just say it was London bridges falling down. <laughs> well, you're wanting me, you're making me want to go out to buy Legos real quick. That's what you're making me want to do. I have plenty. I share. <laughs> oh, nice, nice! I love it. I could you. It's not even a box. It's literally a huge, big uh, carton. I think not even a carton. Uh, 
one of those big plastic bins. Uh huh. Yeah. You just mix puzzle pieces, not puzzle pieces. Yeah, oh, Lego pieces. Yeah. Pieces. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Lego pieces. Um, yeah. Every night, every day when I came home from school, uh, and this was before. Um, I don't even say before I got into video games, but uh, mm-hmm. even when I wasn't playing video games or when I was playing video games, um, I'm like, basically that was basically my safe spot because uh, I got bullied a lot. Uh, I might have told you when uh, when I was right, yeah. in school. And mm-hmm. so when I got home, I, I, I was in, I went to the, my Lego room, and that's why I called it, because... It was filled with my Legos. I even had Playmobil, uh, and I, I basically uh, played with both of them at the same exact time. I made up these weird, different stories in my head, and but I was like, I think the reason I got hooked on video games and Legos was because I got to control something, and because I can't control everything in my own life. I mean, uh-huh. like you say companies and this and that and right and so one mm-hmm. now and so it's like wait i get to control something in a in a game thanks <laughs> yeah uh yeah i spent one too many hours on video games uh growing up i kid you not i probably was playing around like maybe 90 plus hours a week uh whoa wow yeah, uh, I was. I still did my homework, but uh, I, I mean, it wasn't like I was staying up very late at night. I mean, uh-huh. I played when I got from home from after homework, and I played from mm-hmm. uh, from that to when before I, I went to bed. And yeah. I mean, the weekends were just like get up in the get up in the morning, right? The rest of the day. <laughs> I mean. I don't play video games much now, but I know back in the day, oh, wow. I don't know how many games, how many hours I play a week, but I definitely would play two to three hours a night. Definitely. Like after school, got homework, finished watching Power Rangers, jump on the game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, when you were, when you, when you said about the Lego part, I was like, man, are you sure we're not long, long lost cousins or something? I know, right? Exactly, right? I see the family resemblance. It's all good. So my, even my uh, c- my cousins on my mom's side of the family, we got into, they were into Legos too. So, yeah, it was just one fun event after another. Uh, I love it. So I think we played in the basement for like, I kid you not, the, the minute that me and my uh, my cousins got together, we went to the basement. You didn't see us until lunchtime or dinner time. That sounded that sounded like me. Anytime I like, even to this day, as an adult, if there's Legos around, yeah, just just leave me alone. I'll be there for hours. <laughs> I said to my mom's like, uh, "Do we really have to move uh, from this house? Because uh, I would love to get my Legos out again and just <laughs> people's like, like people come like to the house trying to yeah. uh, look at the house and say, why is there Legos all over the place?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I do that? <laughs> uh, my parents probably like, Jimmy, put those stupid Legos away. <laughs> Make me. Uh, right? 
but uh so before we we wrap up uh where can people uh find you so finding jay reese is almost on every social media platform i'm on twitter instagram facebook tiktok uh linkedin clubhouse and i want to say thriller i think i'm on thriller too but yeah the thriller is kind of like Instagram meets TikTok, but um, I'm on there as well. Like I, I joined up because everyone thought that TikTok was going to go away. It was going to get banned. <laughs> so I was jumping on different platforms and I'm guilty of that myself. So I'm on thriller as well. So yeah, if you are on social media, just find, just look for finding Jay Reese. And that's, if I'm there, that's what I'll be. You know, I before before I let you go, I really loved th- that you said I'm almost on, I I'm on pretty much every platform. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be me. I'm more on. I probably am on more platforms than you would possibly imagine. Well, oh, oh, trust me, like I don't mean intentionally to be on every platform. It's just for different things that I do, or to network with certain types of people, or to help certain people certain types of platforms do the job so no, i get it i'm just being i'm just uh, making a joke because yeah even though that you might see like a set of number of social media icons for, on my website for creating uh-huh. this guy and me on the back end yeah. it's one long list of so many <laughs> directories I'm like, uh, <laughs> No one has been in his profile society. Yeah. yeah, you're definitely better than me, man. Having to manage all those, I can barely manage the ones I got. So, yeah. And it's funny, I don't even think any company in the world has that many profiles as I do. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And it's like, yeah, and I'm on one, two, flipping many. <laughs> oh, that's because you're about to take over the world, Jimmy. You're about to world domination. Sure. Not yet. <laughs> Secret plan. Don't. Oh, sorry. My bad. Shh, 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 shh. My bad. Sorry. Secret agent. My fault. <laughs> I got a mission. <laughs> I could be Michael Weston from Burn Notice. Oh yes. Maybe. Well, thanks <laughs> for coming on the uh, Crazy Fitness Guys Healthy Living podcast, and I hope we can get you back again. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, me and you are cool. We're friends. Yo, anytime you want me back, as long as our schedules meet, I'll be here, man. Uh, my schedule's always up. <laughs> well, I, I, I say this humbly. Luckily, mine is not, but when we can work something out, I'll, I'll be back. I promise. Okay, my schedule's busy, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a good day. All right, you too. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs>